visiting with our Shaft of the Week, Rhett Kelly. And, uh, you know, Rhett, if I told you that we would be talking here about the Westlake running game, you and I would be talking about the offensive line, we'd be talking about Trip Graham. But in the running back room, what's the mood like right now of, of trying to kind of say, okay, we've got our first game without Trip under our belt and our first half without Taylor under our belt? What does it look like? Don't put too much pressure on yourself to completely fill Trip's role, but rather everyone do little bits and pieces to collectively fill that gap working with your offensive line john Erline talked about this he said look no one's going to replace blake but if we all do our little parts like you were saying we can make up some of that production and you're a little bit different because obviously you're, you're the hybrid and i think it's unique to to find yourself in a role that was similar to what steven Kreider had the right. last two years talk about the ability to kind of be a swiss army knife in the offense where really when you look at it you're dealing with a, a really versatile situation you know from my perspective I, I think i look at that as more of a comfort than a curse how do you look at it um you know it's really fun being able to to make plays all all over the place and you know I just think about it every play just making a play making a difference and one of my biggest things that I feel most proud of is when Tripp or Jax or whoever right off my block into the end zone or making a big gain because that's probably the hardest thing I do catching the ball running the ball you know that's not that hard I have people in front of me making good throws making good blocks but blocking a big defensive end and chopping someone in half that's probably the most proud thing I've I do. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because Stephen was in here a year ago and he said the exact same thing. And not only did he say it, but his teammates said it too. <laughs> He's basically the one guy that just really enjoyed, you know, cutting people in half at the yeah. knees. And I think it's a the offensive line kind of says this too, where you know I know it's a big point that Coach Murdoch makes to them is kill the will and impose your will. Right. That's a credit to playing without the football and just how how much you enjoy that part of the game and if you're enjoying that part of the game as much as you're enjoying the the part that gets the stats that creates a I think an identity you're not getting to my quarterback and you're not getting to my tailback as a physical player one of the things that coach Salazar said last week going into this game we have to be the more physical team on both offense and defense so while we can talk about the defensive line we can talk about the offensive line it's the physical play of everybody else Explain that, what it means to be physical from your perspective, Red. I talk about it with the offensive line all the time. It's you got to just go on the field thinking, I'm going to make a play every single play and not worry about, oh, it's, it's going away from me. Like That's your time to really impose your will, make the D-line and linebackers worried and scared because if you're blocking them 10 yards away from the play, chopping them down, driving them back, it's like, what are, what are you going to do when you are in the play? What's Tripp's role now? What are the things that he's calling out during film and prep that help you as a tailback? It went both ways. You know, during the season, I was always teaching him because he ended up being an average blocker to a very good blocker. Me moving to B, he's really helped me about pad level and just running hard. You know, you can't let your feet stop. You can't close your eyes. You can't put your head down. You got to just low shoulders and pick holes and he kind of has helped me determine when to cut back when to and same with coach Wiesinger it's I mean it's a collective group I think a lot of people look at the tailback room and said hey we've had it easy for the past couple of years with Nikia Watson <laughs> and I think a lot of people were worried about the production from the running backs position because of a talent like Nikia yeah. I would argue that it didn't drop off at all when you look at the breakdown and the team that's run by Todd Dodge you know the quarterback guru the the air raid and all that especially with a you know with a seasoned starter like Taylor I think you would look at it and go well they throw the ball all the time that's not true the run production 
coming into the Vela game was actually higher than your passing production. So I think a lot of people, you know, make an assumption. And I think that comes down to how you guys view yourselves, the way that you play. What are some of the things that kind of stand out that are the same every single week when you take the field? You know, we always talk about the big focus isn't, obviously we want big plays, but the big focus is the fours, the fives, the sixes, the sevens, and then they'll continue to lead into bigger and bigger gains. And then off of that, you know, we have our run pass options that turn into big, big dinks and dunks for our receivers, and that's how we – I see it as if you don't have a running game, it's really tough to be – passing the ball all game long because eventually a defense is just going to be spread out. When the defense spreads out, we'll run it up their throat, and then when they come down, we'll just throw it right over the top of them. So it's really important. I think people look at the defensive side of the ball and they're they're trying to choose one or two people. You know, sometimes they'll mention Jake Elliger, sometimes they'll mention David Neal. But, you know, Rhett, when you look at the defensive side of the ball from your perspective, I'm always interested in how an offensive player views a defense. You go up against them every single day. You know exactly how good they are, but how good are they? You know, they used to piss me off during the spring, <laughs> to be honest. Because... We, I mean, it just takes a little more time for an offense to develop, especially with the offense line. It's so, it's almost like a martial art. It's tough, to, and you got to play as a unit. So they used to make me so frustrated um, during the spring, and it carried on into the fall camp and then into the season because I just see how they play, and they play as such a unit. And the, our D line is incredible. They're always getting pressure. Our linebackers filling gaps. DBs making plays on the ball. So what's bad to say about it? You know, it's like that everyone's doing their job. Coach said something this week after Taylor got hurt and he said Taylor wanted the offense for 30 seconds in the locker room. What did he say uh, in that 30 seconds when he addressed the team after he got hurt? It's just the next man up mentality. And when someone goes down like that or Trip or Blake, you just got to see it as everyone else has got to play a little bit better. The, the gap that is filled, everyone has got to do a little bit better to fill it. And, I mean, that's basically what we talked about. And maintaining the intensity throughout the game was really important because it, we thought we had not proven ourselves on offense and we needed to go dominate them physically. And then it's just a matter of executing. I think everybody looks at the quarterback position and I think there was a little bit of panic and then you saw Drew be successful and then you saw Kirkland be successful and then you saw things that happened that were positive you know it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier this week with some of the some of the parents and some of the fans everything's going to be okay you know the sun's going to come up tomorrow and uh, you still got a game to play I'm interested in your perspective on how this week of preparation has been obviously you've got some new people doing some new things but how has this week of preparation gone for you as you prepare for Brandeis it's gone great there's just a little more focus involved especially as you go through the playoffs you know there's no reason not to be focused you have to be focused you have to be executing and you have to be getting your assignments done right and effectively they can't be just done right you have to be you can't just be on your block you have to be driving your blocks and preparation is really important it gives you a lot of confidence throughout the week about your assignments so then you can play fast and not be worried about anything but just playing hard physical and worry about making plays the great part about this situation is there's a reminder that it's it's always the last time you're going to do something. When you're in a win and, or go home scenario, it's always the last time you're going to do something. And now with the injury to Blake, with the injury to Trip, with the injury to Taylor, yeah, it sounds like a lot. But I think what it does that is positive is it reminds everybody on the team that they're one play away from never playing again. And I think that that helps because we've talked to a number of seniors who have that same mentality. They're aware of it. How do you translate that? Is it something that you're aware of? Is it something that you think about? Or is it, I'm going to play hard because that's what Rhett Kelly does? It's in the back of my mind, but it's it's mainly motivation, you know. We want to keep this going as long as possible. And every play, I just see it as 
like Trip, you can't waste anything away. You know, these injuries, they suck, and they're just unfortunate. But just make every play count because you don't know when it's going to be your last play. You just got to go into the game thinking every down and distance, you're, you're ultra-focused and wanting to do it for the guys that can't do it anymore. Final thought, Rhett Kelly, our Shap of the Week. How do you get ready personally for a game? What, what is the routine that, that you go through? When it gets close to the game time, I listen to music. But before that, I kind of listen to some podcasts and kind of like relax and calm down and take myself out of the moment a bit so I don't amp myself up too much, you know. What's the what's some of the podcasts that you're you're down with? I listen to this Arian Foster one. He has a one with a bunch of ex NFL players that I like to listen to. What do you get from the NFL players and their perspective? Being a being a guy that you know that plays a different type of position, what kind of information do you process and maybe work into your personality? I mean, a lot of them just talk about how high school days were one of their most favorite times because when you get older and you start playing in the NFL and stuff like that, it just it becomes a job. You're paying for your family. So some guys start to learn learn that it just becomes not as fun. So it makes me want to appreciate the game a whole lot more. I think that's the big thing, perspective. If there was a theme for this year for me, number one, it's trust. I think there's a ton of trust between you and the coaches, and this class has a lot of trust in it. You've won a lot of football games. But if there was an alternate theme now going through the playoff run, it is that sense of perspective. Do you find that that you have that more now as a senior going through your final playoffs? It sounds like you have a ton of perspective, and I think that's an, an asset to you. I didn't play football freshman and sophomore year, so junior year it was kind of I kind of was I got brought up to the varsity probably closer to later in the season, and you know I, I kind of was like a deer in the headlights. I, it, it was fun, and and I understood how important it was, but I wasn't like contextualizing everything that was going on. And then in the playoffs. I kind of started to understand, but never really like got how like it was for seniors. And now, as the season's gone on and it, it started in off season and all this, I mean, I, it really my perspective on the game and how important everything is to me and how it could literally be my last game, last play, last practice. It makes me really want to work hard to keep it as long as I can go. He's Rhett Kelly, our champ of the week. Thanks so much for doing this. No problem. Thank you very much.